All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you for joining me on this journey. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. I know we've been focusing pretty much purely on the technicals, and that's just because there is so much to cover with the technical acumen, with getting ready for interviews. But fear not, we'll cover some behavioral, more non-technical things later down the line once we've covered all the basics of the technical prep. And if you're interested in some more behavioral style questions, you can go to the very beginning of the show. There are several episodes where I discuss things like how to deliver your pitch, how to answer why investment banking, those kinds of questions that I've been working through myself. But for now, we're still going on this valuation train. And today's question related to valuation is this. How do you select comparable companies and precedent transactions? How do you select comparable companies and precedent transactions? Well, here's the thing. We've talked about comparable companies and precedent transactions as ways of valuing a company. As a quick reminder, with comparable companies, we're looking... You know, for example, looking at a publicly traded security that's very similar to the business that we're looking at, and we're looking at the values there. And then precedent transactions, we're looking at actual deals that have gotten done uh, in recent memory that we could compare to. So we're looking at a beverage company that has $100 million in revenue. What other beverage companies with around $100 million in revenue have either merged recently or been sold off recently? And we can look at those values and compare it. But how do we actually get into the value at a little bit more granular level? Because we can say, okay, we have this kind of industry and this kind of revenue, and that's kind of really what we're looking at. Those are the attributes that we care about. So let's break these down. The first thing that you might want to look at is industry classification. What part of the economy does this business operate in? This is the most important thing to screen for first because there are so many differences between industries. It's just crazy. I mean, industries operate very differently, both from a fundamental economic perspective, as well as a regulatory perspective, a culture perspective. I mean, airlines are different than oil companies, which are different than software firms, which are different than consumer goods companies, right? Like industry classification is so important. So look at that first. Then once you've narrowed down the industry, look at the finances. What are the financial attributes? This should be pretty obvious, right? Like things like revenue. We mentioned earlier with the example, beverage company with over a hundred million in revenue. All right, what's the revenue level? What's the growth rate of that revenue? Because maybe you have a $100 million company that's growing at 5%, but maybe you have a $100 million company that's growing at 12%. Those are going to be different financial profiles, right? Then also look at some other things like EBITDA. What do the earnings look like? Or things like free cash flow. We talked about free cash flow in the previous episode. So financial attributes are critical when making these comparisons. And then the third thing we want to look at, which might not be quite as intuitive, but is also nonetheless important, is geography. What markets do the business operate in? What markets does the business operate in? 
if you're a regional bank in the south of the United States of America, you're going to have some different different precedent transactions and different comparables necessarily than a West Coast city bank because you have different demographics of your population base, which leads to different financial attributes, which leads to different interactions with the bank and different revenue and EBITDA profiles. So geography and financial attributes and industry, they're all different things, but they all work together depending on the specific business. So here's a couple of examples for thinking about selecting comparable companies and precedent transactions. One example, you could look for tech companies. Let's say you're working on a deal with a tech company merger. Let's look at tech companies with a software as a service model with over $50 million in revenue that are in Silicon Valley. So, okay, we got industry tech company with a SaaS business model. We got financial attribute, $50 million in revenue, and we got geography, Silicon Valley. Another example would be, let's look at airline transactions in the past two years with sellers with revenue above $1 billion. So in this case, we're looking at something for precedent transactions analysis. What other airline transactions can we look at within recent memory? Okay, two years. And then we want sellers that have revenue over a billion. That's a financial attribute. That's a threshold cutoff. So we can put on these variables. We can layer these variables together and just imagine like a filter. We're just filtering these companies down from the pool of every single company that's out there. We only care about a select few to compare to, whether via comparable companies or precedent transactions, so that we can make great assumptions in our models and come up with a good valuation for our current deal. That's what we do when we select comparable companies and precedent transactions. That's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And in the next episode, we're gonna be talking about once you actually get that value, let's say you run your precedent transactions analysis, you run your comparable companies analysis, maybe even do a DCF, and then you get a number or a range of numbers. What do you actually do with it? We're gonna be talking about that next time on Investment Banking Insights. I'll see you over there.